I'm Peter Jones, and welcome to the Foyne Jones Show. This podcast will be combining personality, passion, and our love of football, alongside industry and recruitment news. Our amazing guests will share their personal stories and also explain what they get up to when they're not at work. Today's episode of the Foy Jones Show is coming live from Whitehawk Football Club in Brighton. I'm joined by Kevin Miller, the head of commercial. Kevin is going to take us into the world of a non-league club. We're going to hear about the amazing work they're doing in the community and about the wonderful volunteers who give up their time to make a difference. Kevin, we're now recording. This is my first on-location Foyne Jones show, mate, so you should be privileged. Welcome to uh, the world of non-league football and to the Terra Pura ground here at Whitehall Football Club. We're, we're, we're a short, what, three or four minutes away from the beach? Yeah, yeah, not too far. I've got the uh, the fantastic Brighton Marina just down the road and, uh, you know, this area is now being known by state agents as Upper Marina rather than East Brighton. So, uh, yeah, you're in very good company. And we're live and direct from the uh, sort of bottom of the Sussex Downs. And, we, and I'm here to uh, watch the Hawks take on Dorking Wanderers today. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, there are there is another game going on here in Brighton, but it's I heard not about a, that. It's not a big game. It's Brighton Liverpool, but uh, you know, it's it's not the, the main focus of attention for Brightonians and people in this region is obviously Whitehall versus Dorking. Well, as you know, Kevin, as you picked it absolutely superbly, I didn't fancy the trek north to Burnley to uh, to watch my beloved <laughs> Fulham. I've seen this lose to Burnley in the fourth division, the third division, second division, be knocked out of the FA Cup and in the Premier League. We ain't won less since 1951, so I'm not hedging my bets, mate, but it's our first relegation 10-pointer. Yeah, but I, I'm the same. I'm West Ham fan, and I'm going to uh, Anfield. They've not won there for 50, 60-odd years. And, uh, you know, they won one time I was down, down to go, and I, um, I refused a ticket, and, of course, we won. And uh, that's the first time they've won since 1962. So, yeah, I know what it's like. But, you know, you, you, you crack on and uh, you support the team, you know, whether they're up or down. What I'd love you to start off by doing is just talk, talk about yourself and what you do at this at this club. Yeah, um, I'm the uh, commercial manager here at Whitehawk Football Club. I've been here for about six months now. Um, this is my 14th year in football. Um, I've worked at Premier League level with Watford and Crystal Palace um, and at non-league level with uh, Whitehawk and Lewis, um, all in commercial, um, all trying to generate new revenue for the clubs that I've been working for. Um, I've seen relegations and promotions and cup finals and semi-finals and administration and floodlight failures and you know fires and God knows what and uh, last-minute victories, last-minute defeats. Um, it's um, it's amazing. It becomes your life. It's absolutely incredible working in, a, in, in an industry like this. It doesn't matter whether you're uh, multi-million pounds or you're scraping a barrel. It's it's you know it's what you love and what you do and um, you just um, you just get on with it and it's been fantastic. I think from my from my journey as a football fan with Fulham, you know, I, I got as excited watching Fulham lose in the lower leagues as I did watching us lose in the uh, Europa League final. And I got as happy when we won at Wembley to get promoted back to the Premier League yeah. as I did in my best ever season, which was, as we call it in old money, 4th Division 4, yeah. when yeah. We, uh, we come joint top but we missed out on goal difference. Wigan nicked it from us. But 96 to 97, I was talking to a fella um, I'm connected to about it the other day. There's a Wigan fan, he says it's his greatest season. And for mm. me, um, it's Fulham's greatest season, really. Yeah, yeah. well, I remember when I was a kid watching uh, 
West Ham Fulham in the 75 Cup final. Um, sorry to bring that one up, but uh, um, I also remember 2006 when um, Stephen Gerrard scored that um, equaliser in the uh, in the Cup final um, in the 93rd minute. And it, you know those those games, they just they, they you never forget. And you know even though you could win the Champions League, you could win the FA Cup, but those games, those moments of drama that you always have, you know that's what makes it so special. Do you know what that uh, 1975 Cup right. final way? I was uh, four months old, so I didn't I didn't <laughs> make that one. But um, I do have one memory of Fulham winning at the bowling ground, mate. Do you remember that special place? Yeah, uh, yeah, at, yeah. At the bowling, it was our I think it was our first or second season back in the Premier League. Tigano was our manager, uh, Sylvain Leguinsky nicked to go. I think we, won, we ended up winning two 0 I think Milebreak might have got one as well. But yeah. I mean, that was a special football ground. And I you, you invited me and my family here earlier this season to to watch the. You know, the, the El Clasico, the, the, the Whitehall v Lewis game, which is, uh, you know, my, my office is based in Lewis. Lewis yeah. has been my home since yeah. 2010. So both clubs kind of dear to my heart in a non-league way, non-league way, non-league way. Mm. And what stood out for me was the real spirit and kind of atmosphere, the music, the drums, the, the passion that was yeah. generated by a sort of a nucleus of people. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's, it's... It's unique, you know, like non-league football. It, it's the, the clubs that are served by the, you know, the area that they serve is is is, is very unique. They're, they're, it's very family orientated, and people have a real passion for for grassroots football. And you know, they they have a more a, a, a stronger connection and a stronger bond to um, local football because they feel they feel that it's theirs, and they can be a bigger fish in a smaller pond, as it were. And uh, yeah, that game was 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 very special. It was the biggest crowd we've had all season. So, and, so uh, that were two penalties, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. Don't, don't set me off on penalties. No, no, trust no, me. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's kind of symbolised our season so far. You know, we've we've, made, we've played quite well in a lot of games, but just haven't had the rub of the green. And uh, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. But yeah, it was great to see a few old friends. And I was I was at Lewis for four years. Mm. Had a fantastic time there. Did a lot of good work. And um, hopefully, we'll try and recreate that here. But you know, it, it, you're right about the drums and the noise and the atmosphere. Everyone got on really well, and uh, it was just a special, t- special night. So, for me, Kevin, one of the one of the things I kind of want to try and bring to life for people. I mean, you know, I own a recruitment business, but my show is about people, personality, uh, passion. I throw a bit of recruitment in, but it, it's it's trying to bring situations, people, you know, humanising what goes on so so talk to me about, about the life of a non-league football club the volunteers the players because I'm presuming they, they train a couple of times but they've got their day jobs their careers the, the, the stresses as a manager yeah. just bring that to life for people who, who perhaps have seen it when it's an FA Cup third round like it was the other week yeah, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. I think it's a bit insulting you know when they say you know, that fella's a gardener or he's a PE teacher I'm saying mm. well no on that day they're a footballer yeah 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 you're absolutely right and in the in the old days when we were growing up and watching you know, teams like Blythe Spartans or Leatherhead or Woking doing their cup magic, you know, you always, beating Fulham or yeah, beating Fulham. all that kind of thing, and you know, you Hereford, Newcastle, and they were all kind of plumbers and ironmongers and carpenters and milkmen and all that kind of stuff. And you know, it'd be half time cigarettes and you know, get back out there and you know, play along in the mud. But these days, it's it's almost like a microcosm of, of Premier League football, you know, the players get paid and they get some of them get paid better more than others, and uh. The, the professions that they're in now is different. They're all kind of IT consultants and marketeers and, and personal trainers. And so their fitness levels are better. The standard of football is better. And even, you know, we are non-league and we, we're, we're virtually hand-to-mouth and, you know, we, we struggle on on, um, on days when we're not playing and, and we, we thrive when we are playing. 
it's it's tough, but it is a microcosm of, of um, Premier League football, and you know people still ask for wage increases, and people still demand various bits, and some of them have got agents, and yeah. you know they're the ones that that, that make the, the club what it is. But it's the volunteers that make the club run, yeah. and if it, we didn't have a, a, an amazing set of volunteers here who've been here for years, decades, um, you know, looking after the club, um, the club wouldn't survive anyway. So it's a real balance of kind of old school loyalty and modern day football attitudes um, on pitches that are much better than they used to be, even at this level. It's really interesting that you're talking about the different careers. I know there's always a few PE teachers in the mix, because yeah. when I was at, um, a few years back, I was at the Lewis Whitehall final. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, just, just down the road at the Amex. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and Harry, who's here with me today, a couple of his teachers were playing. Mm. Uh, I think there was, they're all in the Lewis team, to be yeah. fair. But... Um, um, the Lewis didn't do too well that day, they did they? So no. it was a little bit of glory. But going into, you know, you've explained brilliantly, you know, how important the volunteers are. Mm. This this club and these type of clubs at this level, you can't survive without the community supporting it and, and people giving up their time. No, can you? no. Um, you know, you, you have people who are semi-retired. Um, you have a lot of students that come in. Um, you know, the students value it because it, they feel that... Um, it's affordable for a start. Um, you know, there are less restrictions and less freedoms um, that you get in the Premier League. There are more, more, more opportunities to run around and do stuff here. Um, for example, you know, you can, it's a 10 or 5 of students to get in. You can have a pint on the terrace. Two things you can't do in the Premier League. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, you can go from one end to the other and, uh, at half-time and... Uh, you know, and, and be, feel part of, of, of what we're doing here. And not, not in the same aggressive way of going to each other's ends in the no, uh, 60s and 70s. No, Kevin. no, no, totally yeah. different. Um, yeah. You know, someone says to me the other day that, um, that non-league football is great because uh, the players know your name. Yeah. And I thought that was really, really I, important. I mean, you know, you know? You know when you, the, the one thing that stands out for me is how good the players are, mm -hmm. first and foremost, and how quick they are. Straight away, you know, and they're all yeah. athletes nowadays. You don't get the Jan Mulby type who sits in the old, no. hitting 50-yard balls. But then you start looking at the, the level and, and the way they're playing the game, that's, you know, you stand there and you go, wow, I wouldn't get near you if I was mm. on the pitch, you know, and, and there's that level. But I'm interested as well in the the manager. Mm. You know, talk to me about an only manager. What, what's their world like? If you think I've about... Into, them. I've bumped into them earlier and interrupted the team talk because yeah. I'm, I'm terrible like that, but... Well, uh, you know, they, they get their team talk and they, 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 they work from a computer and they've got their, you know, their detailed knowledge on the, previous, on the, on the team they're facing. Um, they train Tuesdays and Thursdays um, they, after work. Um, they work on tactics and drills and set pieces. You know, there's no difference to, um, you know, a Premier League outfit in that respect because you know, it's just that they're doing it in, in a shorter distance, a shorter time and, and not as intently. Um, it's the same for the volunteers, you know, you have to have people here during the week when there are no games on, you know, they'll do the old tidying up here or they'll do a bit of painting or a bit of fixing, you know, fix a window, fix the electrics. I've had a few guys here to, uh, this week fixing some electrics in the in the uh, the away changing rooms. Um, not that you well. You didn't turn the heater on though, did you? No, 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 no we don't. No, no, we painted the, right. obviously we painted uh, it grey so, and pink. Sorry but, to interrupt you, but we, um, we went to Amsterdam recently yeah, and I went on yeah. the tour of the Ajax Stadium. They don't turn their heating on in the away dressing room. And you no. know what else they don't do? And I couldn't believe it. You know the uh, the tactics board? Yeah. They don't give you markers or pens. <laughs> so if you don't, I mean, I mean, I guess that the clubs have got that by now. But if Ajax are at it, mate, yeah. fill your boots. Oh, up. yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've, the stories of, you know, sort of the worst bench you can find and uh, you know, painting the... Uh, 
painting them pink and painting the walls pink and then taking out the electrics by just putting a plate over them. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there's all those kind of tactics. They still go on. But, you know, it's, it's, you get a, a few people here that, that spend time here every day doing bits and pieces. Like the That's groundsman has been here 38 years. He's, um, you know, he's been here um, doing the pitch this morning, marking the lines out. He'll be here tomorrow doing the same. Um, you know, he's on a bit... We don't. We can't give him as much as he wants. Obviously, groundsmen want. You know, we haven't got under soil heating here at all, and you know, the best we could get is a biofire. But mm. um, we haven't got. To, we haven't got the resources to give him. So he does it out of his own back and, and off his own back, and, and with his own money sometimes. And uh, it's, it's dedication like that, that that keeps clubs like this going. And uh, that's what we need now. We need to try and get more people to come in and help them and um, and generate. You know more interest in the club people like your groundsman what's his name Keith, Keith people Collingwood. like Keith your groundsman are the people that should be recognised in the honours absolutely you know, they should be recognised above and beyond because without them you know you can't have a game of football it's like the ref on a Sunday when mm-hmm. the kids are playing or the, you know, the pub teams are playing yeah. if there's no ref there's no game so, so for me it's, it's recognising the contribution and the difference these people make to a football club but just going back quickly to, to the non-league manager hmm. would, would, would they see it as a stepping stone perhaps into, into like you know a, a division up or is it just a love of the game you know um, I played I love the game do some take it more seriously than others did the club, some arrive from a club and it's like you know the special one come in and others are a bit more red yeah. I'm just trying to get a feel for the personality well you'll find that um, a lot of the, the managers um, have either been ex-pros or they've played in non-league level or they've been coaches or teachers or PE teachers they've got some you know, connection with football they've either you know got to a certain level themselves and then they can they can set up their own academies or their own ways of, of doing things um, it is that kind of thing and um, and yeah they've the, the, the managers here use it as a stepping stone. I mean, Lewis's manager is Darren Freeman, ex Brighton, ex Fulham. Yeah, mate. Um, you know, he's he's he was here at Whitehall and uh, took the club up three divisions. Um, is now at Lewis and is doing is doing a really good job there as well. So, you know, there might be someone who wants to you know look for his services and, and come along and um, and get involved. But um, yeah, a lot of the managers do find that um, it's a good stepping stone for them and, and the chance to to keep themselves within the game anyway. Well, for, for all the Fulham fans that listen to this as well as me, we, you know, that season I mentioned, yeah. you know, Freeman used to terrorise the old lower league defences up and down yeah, the yeah, way. And uh, I've got so many happy memories of Cambridge away and Carlisle <laughs> away and Mansfield away. I could go for hours, but it's yeah. not about me today. And it's kind of, this really brings me to, to the most important part of, of today's show. Mm. It's great being here. I, I love the buzz of going around. I mean, there's, yeah. you know, for anyone who can see the video, there's a team talk going on right next door, which I, which I really want to be listening to. Yeah. It's got absolutely yeah. nothing to me. But I know that, you know, my wife knows this and, and we know this, you do some amazing work with the local community. Mm-hmm. And the local community has a, you know, perceived reputation, like many many demographical areas do, which, mm-hmm. which I don't believe is true. And, and I believe you, it's a shining light, some of the work that you and the team here do. But would you like, do you not want to bring that to life, bring that to life for us in terms of what you've been up to yeah. in the local community? Well, you know, we're based in East Brighton, which is the kind of the, the, the lesser... Less wealthy area of Brighton, I'd say. You know, in general terms, I'm talking anyway. Um, you know, the, the, the city of Brighton has just expanded massively over the last 10 to 15 years. And, uh, you know, Hove is getting a, a reputation in itself. And it's become a, a, you know, an international cultural city. Um, some of that hasn't really affected much of East Brighton yet, apart from the marina. Um, but there are certain areas of the the city, like in all cities, that you know need a bit of work and need a bit of investment. And East Brighton and Whitehawk is is one of those areas. 
that means that what we have to do is galvanise the community and use the football club as a hub, build that and use it for, for the kids, for the elderly, for the disabled, for the disenfranchised, for the um, those that perhaps can't afford to come along. You know, we, we've set up everything from food banks here. We've worked with um, local football clubs, local support groups. Um, you know, football clubs in, in at this level and in, in this century need to be more of a of a community hub um, because that that <clears throat> that helps people along and, and gives people a purpose and gives people a sense of, of worth and community. But it also taps into businesses' um, corporate social responsibility and makes them feel as though if they can contribute and help that, then that gives them you know a, a, a sense of worth as well. And so it's a mixture of of building the community, building the trust that that communities can offer and using the football club as a central point for that. And that's what we're, what we're really passionate about. That's what I'm really passionate about anyway. Kevin, I mean, you talk so passionately and with such warmth about the club and about the local area. And, and what you're bringing to life is is almost uh, an environment where, where kids can thrive, young people can thrive, the local community can engage and get to know the players mm. and, and get to know you know ev everything everything that it's about, really. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, that's really, it's really special. So in terms of you know your expectations and, and the next stages what what kind of message would you like to give out to the the the, the businesses that i'm connected with yeah. the mds the ceos the yeah. chairman the the multi-site managers because they're going to be listening to this show they're, they're going to follow me on social media and they're the people that that i think you could be you know arguably really talking to and reaching out so here's a platform for you mate we we are um, we're in we're the second biggest club in Brighton and you know as as such we should be um, getting at least fifteen hundred people here every game and, and building a a, a solid um, business community across the whole city and um, I suppose the message is you know see for yourself come and come and come and help us come and come and be a, a a bigger fish in a smaller pond. We don't have the, the 2.2 billion global reach that Brighton currently enjoy. Um, but we do have their old stands that used to have with Dean Stadium. But we um, we have got, what we've got here is a passionate community and a passionate workforce of volunteers that want to make things different and want to change the perception of what grassroots football is all about. And businesses, you know, we've got we've got this ironic thing where we've got you know an average crowd of about four or five hundred, but we've got a Twitter following and social media following of over sixteen thousand. Sixteen thousand. Sixteen, sixteen and a half thousand. You're catching up with me, mate. That's well, pretty we, good going. We're getting there. Fair um, play to you. But it's because of the the, the stance that the the the, uh, the fans have. We're very anti-racist, anti-homophobic, anti-sexist. Um, we, we believe that and uh, we, we reflect a lot of what the Brighton has to offer culturally and internationally. We, we're trying to bring that to here, create a sense of fun, but also bring a new demographic to the club, bring a new passion to the club. And we can't do that without help from business. And whether that's, um, you know, a, a match sponsorship here, whether it's a sponsorship of a back of shirt or a front of shirt, you know, it, the numbers are not huge, but the impact that that brings is enormous. And the amount of uh, credibility and kudos and and you know that's corporate social responsibility that everyone's craving for at the moment that's what we can offer and that's what we want to spread that word out to to business and say come and join us come and help us come and be part of our family and and make this club um a very very special one indeed 
fantastic. I mean, from a Foyne Jones perspective, from a Foyne Jones show perspective, from my love of football, um, from getting to know yourself as a person, and you know, you do it the right way. You know, the, the way you approach businesses, the way you talk to people, you're engaging with them. You kind of get it. You understand what their budgets are. You understand what their challenges are. And because you keep it real, that's why I think you've got so much potential. And it's one of the reasons why we're here today. We're going to move on to the Foyne Jones penalty shootout, which is five quick-fire questions, which I'm going to ask Kevin Miller, commercial director of Whitehawk FC, Come on about in. your football. So, first one, step up now. Penalty one, OK. Who is your favourite ever football player? OK, so I'm going to say uh, Trevor Brooking. Um, when I was a kid, Trevor Brooking was um, bossing the centre circle at, the, at Upton Park and uh, spreading um, you know, the balls around all over the place. He was an absolute genius. Um, very close, I'd say, you know, Bobby Moore and then and Paolo Di Canio, again, passionate people who really cared about the club. So you've put the ball down, you've, you've delivered your answer. Trevor Brooking, so top Trev. left corner, Yeah, straight in. Okay, number two, favourite goal? Favourite goal? Okay, I'm going to go um, Paolo Di Canio against Wimbledon. Oh, that was a goal. Yeah, um, ball comes over from Trevor Sinclair. In fact, I don't think the ball... Um, left the, uh, the, the, touched the ground when uh, Trev knocked it, knocked it over. Volley, double the scissor kick, top corner, what a goal um, and what a player. And that, that's the sort of thing. I, we won the game, but you know, it's just an incredible goal. Some, some players are, are cult heroes. They're, they're bigger than a football club. They, they bring everything together. And, and he, he's one of those characters, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, you know, the EastEnders are very passionate people, um, you know, solid working class from a background of, the, of, of you know, working class stock. And Paolo's the same, and, uh, you know, he got it, and, and that's why uh, West Ham fans love him. Can't see me, mate, but I'm doing the, I'm doing yeah. the irons, mate. I'm doing the, I'm doing the irons. So here we go. This, this, is, this, is, this one's one of my favourite questions, penalty free. When did. Alert Football Club last make you cry? Oh, um, okay. France 98, um, England versus Argentina. Um, the, the, the Beckham sending off one, um, the Michael Owen goal, the Sol Campbell um, equaliser that was disallowed, um, the penalty shootout. Following morning, I was working at uh, Tower Records in uh, Kensington because I was in the music industry most of the nineties. Opposite Bentall Centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, Walk Away from Cast came on the radio um, on breakfast, and, and that was it. I just looked out the window and I was just loved like mad. I couldn't believe it. I remember a different moment after that. I remember Des Lynham, the great Des Lynham, uh, reciting Kipling's poem "If." At the, end of the, uh, at the end of the programme. Oh. I mean, that, that, that was hitting the heartstrings yeah, hard, mate. Yeah, OK, yeah, so yeah. let's cheer things up. Let's cheer things up. What's been your best moment on the pitch since you've been at Whitehawk? All right, um, it would be... That's number four, by OK, um, this one's going straight in. This was um, a game that we had here against a team called Brightlingsea Regent, and uh, it was the day that the, the fans, the Ultras, had raised money for a, Go, a GoFundMe campaign to bring... 20 kids and 10 volunteers from Grenfell Tower wow. down to Brighton for a day out. Um, we paid for the buses, we paid for the fish and chips, well, the fans did. Uh, we made them all mascots on the day. Um, you should have seen their faces. It was unbelievable. And some of the stories that we were hearing was, were harrowing, but at least we could create some new memories for them. And they, were, they absolutely loved it. And that's been my favourite day so far. Oh, but you know what? So you've took, you've took some inner city kids who've gone through, gone through horrific, yeah. horrific pain in their, yeah. in their lives, in their young lives. You took them down to the seaside. 
you, they've had a game of football. You know, and, and, and if the fans have made that happen themselves and you've been part of it, that's just a testament to, to the, the great work some you're of doing. The kids, some of the kids have not even seen the sea before, um, yeah, and go to a yeah. football match. And, uh, yeah, you know, we, 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 um, we had a really good time. And it was kind of the, then that I realised that this is a very special football club. Well, you, you've nailed it with a shootout, mate, so no pressure on the last one. So I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it. If you had a magic wand yep. and you could change one thing in non-league football... What would it be? Ooh. I would have a um, a permanent funding arm where the non-league football club can can could utilise to stop them from struggling. Um, it doesn't have to be a huge amount. It can just be enough to keep the place ticking over. But certainly something that um, that, that non-league football clubs can learn from, uh, like a hub where they can learn best practice, learn how to change things. Some clubs are still stuck in the doldrums, still stuck in a traditional kind of 70s way of, of working and they love it and that's what that's, they're good at. Some are very progressive and like, the, you know, your Dulwich Hamlets and your Lewises um, that are really, um, you know, making a difference in how they, they, they work with their, their communities. Mm. We're the same. We want to we wanna be better. Um, but, yeah, it's just about... Because if, if you lose a non-league club, um, you lose part of a community and that's what the custodians of these clubs need to understand is that you know yes I'm only the keeper of the keys I've been here six months you know I, I'm, I'm doing it for the people that have been here 38 years and 40 years our, our treasurer John Rosenblatt 49 years unbelievable you know, and I'm doing it for him it's, it's his club it's not mine I've been here six months all I'm trying to do is make it make his life better and that's what I'd want I'd want people to have a little fun or some kind of area or some kind of um, place where we could go where you could get more information and more experience learn how to create new websites learn a bit of new marketing techniques learn how to create new websites and, and generate more more opportunities for those non-league clubs that perhaps aren't, great, aren't, aren't getting it what's remarkable about that answer Kevin is it's actually achievable yeah. You know, see, see, I thought when that started, you was going to say something along the, you know, a percentage of the players' wages in the Premier League, or a cut yeah. of the Sky Sports income, or yeah, yeah. you know, something like that that's yeah. going to be fought to for now, and it never, it does find its way down. Yeah. What you've asked for there is something that's so achievable, yeah. or what, what you've wished for there is so achievable. Yeah. And again, your passion and warmth for the club really comes through. So, you know, five nil, mate. First, first of all, Kevin, it's been brilliant coming down today. Oh, I'm so looking forward to the game. There's a vicious rumour you let me out on the pitch. Is this true? Yeah, yeah. Was what, it a wind yeah, I'm, I'm not playing left back, am I? No, 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 no. no. We have, we, we, I mean, I think the bench is full, to be fair. But yeah, um, yeah we'll, 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 we'll take you out onto the pitch and, uh, you know, we'll do the, uh, the handshakes with the captains and the referees and. Uh, you know, you get a view from pitch side and you know see what um, see what's going on there. As I say, the, the players will be up for it. They'll really go for it today, and you know, hopefully we'll get get the three points that we need. Fantastic, and we get to meet some of the fans and some of the other people around the club. I'd as like well, you yeah? to do that. Yeah, it'd yeah. be nice for you to go and meet the meet the ultras and then find out what their what their, their hopes and dreams are, and uh, you know, some of the people here that, that are regulars. And I'm, and I'm a lifelong Fulham fan, mate. I can share pain and misery with them. It's absolutely <laughs> all right. There's no problems there at all. Yeah. Okay, so so final real message now, and this this is important. For you, I want to just go back to that, that what you were talking about, what you want from the local community and how businesses can help. Yep. Let's imagine, we do a bit of a role play here, but we won't be dressing up, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all okay. okay. Let's imagine we had 50 businesses in and around the Sussex area in this in this director's room with us. Yeah. What, what would be the key three things you'd want to say to them, mate? I want them to uh, listen to what we have to say, 
um, understand that um, you know I've got a community here that that can be tapped into both commercially and um, CSR wise, um, and I wanted to listen to what we what we want businesses to be part of, and we want businesses to 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 help us to get involved with. Um, you know, as I say, this should be a vibrant, culturally aware, cool cult football club in in an, an amazing city in one of the best cultural European cities that I think anyway and there's so much opportunity and so much potential that this club can 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 drive and for businesses you know come come down and give us a hand help us out um, I can give you a, um, you know packages from you know a couple of hundred quid for a few thousand we're not asking for multi-million pounds we're asking for people to come and help us out see what we do you've heard about how passionate we all are here and um, yeah that's that's the real message the, the, the top 50 businesses listen to what we have to say this is how we want Whitehall Football Club to change and it will change and it will get better and we will be exactly where we want to be which is a cool cult club in the middle of such a brilliant city there will be, there's room for more than one football club in this in this city and we want to be the, the, the best community club we can be Kevin that was a powerful message absolutely brilliant great way to end the show from my perspective you know I'm happy to 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 get involved and you know I own a recruitment business yeah. so 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 but I love football so you know you, you guys what you're doing it's caught my attention and I just think the the message we're sending out to people there is is have a look there's some affordable ways to get involved yeah. if it's not financial you can maybe give up your time or just come down for a day out and see what it's all about is is also the, the other side of it isn't it yeah yeah it's, it's it's just you know being involved and understanding that you know we've got a, um, a fantastic um, volunteer network here a lot of great fans who are really passionate about what we're doing um we've got a little event on the 17th of january it's called the hawk socials down at presuming Eds in brighton uh on london road it's a chance for people just to get together and, and talk about the hawks and do a little quiz and you know have some fun we're trying to set up another supports club and and you know get some more volunteers down um there's opportunities for for people for to join us in the supports club and you know to be volunteers but for businesses yeah Come down and uh, see what so, we can do, and uh, you know, there's the contract. I'd love for you, Foyne Jones, to sign it for right now. Well, yeah. there we go. So, so in terms of Foyne Jones, you know, I'm going to do that work for you at the college, talk yeah, to yeah. them about employability, yeah. give them some, you know, hopefully some inspirational advice. Got some good feedback you know? from that as well. So, I'm really looking forward to that. But, but I think, you know, the the the, the getting in touch with people, I am absolutely convinced this this podcast, when people listen to it, they're going to want to know a little bit more about what you're doing. I hope so. We yeah. will link it up. We'll get them in touch. But what's the best way of getting in touch with you? Following you on Twitter, LinkedIn, where, where's, you know, straight through the front door, knocking on the door. Yeah, yeah, all of those and, and, and more. Um, it's kevin.miller at whitehawkfc.com. Um, and you can get me at People's Game on Twitter. And uh, find me on LinkedIn. And um, more than likely, I will respond. And uh, we can set up some meetings and perhaps, um, you know, have to come to your business or happy for you to, to come here. We can have a cup of tea and have a chat and see what we can do. But, uh, yeah. 2019 is going to be a great year for Whitehall Football Club um, on and off the pitch and uh, I hope you can join us. Kevin, thank you, mate. That's, that's the pleasure. end of the show. It's been brilliant. It's been absolutely brilliant. You've been a star and uh, look forward to seeing how the game goes later, mate. Yeah, look forward to it. Thanks a lot, Peter. Thanks no for having me. Cheers. So that's the end of the show. 
Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Foyne Jones by visiting our website or connecting with me on LinkedIn. We are Foyne Jones. This is what we do.